Welcome to the Friends and Rivals podcast. Well, the, po- the Polish team is out of the water polo thing. We're bringing the horses in. They all drown. Whack, whack. Let's talk devils and islanders. Let's talk penguins and rangers. But let's not talk about flyers, because they're a bunch of fucks, which no one can deny, which no one can deny. Season two, Friends and Rivals podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Tom Harkness. With me, as always, are... Steven Wojtowicz. Send the ones on the Vander King. Nick Larita. I bet you're not a Vander Kane. Like, well, listen, don't have Steve bet on anything right now. Are the Mets are the Mets losing, by the way, right now? Uh, they are losing. That's shocking. Absolutely fucking shocking. Steve, Steve told the Twitterverse. Steve's told this Twitterverse that the Mets guaranteed 100 percent Mets win tonight. 100 percent guaranteed. Put it in the books. Oh, why? I, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't like I bet because I bet on the Marlins. Ah, huh? he's, he's trying to money. figure himself out. So, uh, just uh, for the record, they were down four to one. They're only down four to three right now. Oh, it is the Marlins. The Marlins bullpen sucks. Only as the sixth, been, just to finish as, the sixth inning. So, yeah, but as evidence against the Yankees over the weekend, Marlins bullpen sucks. So, last week we had a review. And it was changed. It was changed to a five-star review for Pete. I got no more beef with you, Pete. We're good, pal. Uh, apparently, you did have a rebuttal by not coming on to the yeah, podcast, yeah, yeah. and I'm sure Billy's going to share with us all now. Well, yeah, it, it, it kind of is weird that he changed his response after, after he sent me this. This was his response. He said, good, sir. I declined the demand to appear on the season one finale of the podcast and defend my four-star review. Instead, you should all ask what you did to deserve a five-star review from me, a true Wimbledon fan. My review showed that I clearly was paying attention to all that was going on. Plus, I'm not happy with Steve's description of me at all. I drink John Daly's, which is a normal bottle with vodka. You put that in parentheses for me. I do not dress like him or wear his clothes from Loudmouth Golf. That insulted me. I am a William Murray guy all the way. Good luck in the offseason. So, so wait, wait. So wait, Steve did with, I say Steve he wore... is the reason why we got a four-star review? I did say he wore his loud mouth, didn't I? Oh. I know I said he wore knickers. I mm. yeah, I blew that he... one on the loud mouth. I blew that one. There was a phone script that, by the way, where he, he said that you used to be his favorite on the podcast, and now I'm his favorite. That's all right. I can fucking take that. You know what? Like, I, I can accept being degraded from the number one spot based on me blowing the whole loud mouth golf William Murray golf thing. I, I can accept that. I'm not so sure that it's that it's saying much for me. It kind of felt like a left-handed compliment. It's like, oh, you're better than Steve. Well, maybe okay, it's because you're doing the out. podcast from a fallout shelter tonight. No, he's at a hockey rink. This is what I'm, it's all I'm about. Location, he's a hockey dad. I'm location pro skate arena, South Carolina. Yeah, but I, I would much prefer it if you were at a, at a school again. That was a lot more fun. This is just, you know, you're allowed to be there. <laughs> I guess. Well, are you allowed to be around young kids? Young boys? Mm-hmm. Young boys? Young <laughs> early my, my attorney advised me not to answer such questions. All right. That, that, Smart that's move. fine. Smart move. Is anybody done with the Olympics? I'm, like, done with the Olympics already. I'm, Wait, I'm, I I'm never started. It, it, it took me a on. week to get completely done with the Olympics. They're not showing the events that I want to see. I think that's the problem. You got to search them out. That's the problem. Did you, you show the for you? 
but it shouldn't be so hard. I, you're right, Nick. I don't want to see equestrian. Who wants to? Who who's watching equestrian? By the way, that the, the is that the one where they they like they do the dancing with the horses? No, no, no. that's horse dancing. It's completely it's, different. Equestrian <laughs> is anything to do with horses? No. Well, I watched a clip of horse dancing, and I was like, <laughs> this, is, this is an Olympic sport. I don't I don't understand. Who's... This doesn't seem the same as somebody who can jump. 30 feet in the air with a you know pole, who's, a long pole. Who's the athlete in horse dancing? The horse or the rider? It's the horse. But it's not. Oh, the oh. rider gets the gold medal. Well, the horse should get the gold medal. The horse wouldn't want a gold medal. Horse, horse all wants is a bag of oats. That's it. I would agree with you. The horse should get the gold medal, but it goes to the rider. And skateboarding? Horses, and horses shouldn't get gold medals until they play water polo like they're supposed to. They don't, they don't swim. Well, the, po- the Polish team is out of the water polo thing for bringing the horses in. They all drown. Whack, whack. No? Yeah. Okay. It's uh, it's fun. <laughs> fun to watch the Olympics when it's actually on and the actual oh, events you want to watch are actually being put, displayed, but they don't do that. They don't show the cool it's, stuff. It's no. How of, many times can I watch people run around an oval seven times? How many times can I possibly watch that? Once is seven, enough. Seven times. Apparently seven times is my limit. But I want to see javelin. I want to see someone almost getting stuck in the neck like in St. Joe's back in the good old days. I want to see more like shot foot and biscuits and hammer throws. All those things. Those are the things that I want to see. Though though the obscure track and field like badminton. Dude, badminton was incredible. It was incredible. Badminton, insane. And insane. Ping pong. Ping pong, badminton, handball. Uh, handball. Is field hockey? Yeah, I don't listen. I don't get field hockey. I, I don't get it at all. I, I can't. It's, is it soccer or is it hockey? Or I mean, what is it? it was a, I saw it's an interesting field thing. hockey. <laughs> well, no, I, I, I what is thank it? you. Thank you, Steve. Would it be? <laughs> but they have that little um, that little seven foot semicircle like they have in handball. So, but it doesn't. Yeah. But people are actually in that. Se- I mean, yes, because Douglas it, is great at it. Too bad they don't. Um, they don't have roller hockey. That'd be honestly more fun to watch, or even just like you know, floor hockey would be fine. Roller be... hockey as an Olympic event. Hmm. I mean, if a 12 year old can win at BMX biking or skateboarding, win a gold medal, then I, I don't see why roller hockey shouldn't be an Olympic event. I, I why isn't why isn't slam ball in this? I mean, slam ball is really fun to watch. I'd rather watch slam ball than the question. Is that international though? It probably was because you can pack yeah. it all up and bring it somewhere else. Was, was slam ball is that little net that you bounce the ball into? No, slam ball was the uh, the, the trampoline basketball combination where you had like basically football players and basketball players jumping, you know, through the air on trampolines and trying to slam the ball into the hoop. You know it was like about? one of those things that that Channel Nine used to show on yes. Saturday afternoons. It sounds yeah, it was right like after American Gladiators. Yeah, it would be Dude, on gotta, ESPN eight. The Ocho. I, 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 I'm, you, I'm all you in. YouTube. You got to YouTube this. It was. I am, I am all phenomenal. in. I think I think Kobe Bryant's dad was like coach on one of the teams. Like being, uh, yeah, it was like a whole. They had a whole bunch of like random people on there, but it was wow. uh, it was entertaining because it was guys just you know trucking each other, uh, you know, flying through the air real hard. Mid air, yeah, mid air takeouts. It, it was cool, but yeah, that little like that, you're talking about that little game that's got the little ball. Yeah, the yeah that's dad. what I thought you were talking. About. Oh no, no I like no. that game. But, that's cool, I guess. But but hand, I'm surprised handball is not bigger in the United States. 
Agreed. As, as yeah. it is over in like Europe and, and mid, the Middle Eastern countries, apparently. I actually commented on Twitter to somebody who, who said, you know, handball is a great sport. And I commented, why isn't it bigger in America? And he sent me a link to a list of groups you can join locally where they have local handball, te- handball teams. And there's one in Brick. Wow. wow. I might actually go check it out and just see what it's all about. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty cool. Well, there's only, uh, what, four more days left of the Olympics, thankfully, and uh, hopefully we'll uh, we'll win some more medals. But on to hockey. Apparently, free agency started. Um, I wouldn't have known it if I was an Islander fan because what Nick, what what is Lou doing? Is 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 he in a coma? Is he dead? I mean. Jim yeah. of the year, two straight years, do they have to kick him over and say, hey, wake up? What's what's going on, Lou? It's uh, interesting. I'm watching, uh, like everyone else, trying to see if uh, Lou is actually um, paying attention. I think it's not really that he's not paying attention. Uh, personally, I think he's got a few deals kind of already lined up. He did the same thing kind of last year where certain deals were signed already but not announced yet. And, you know, it took a while, but basically – the, the giveaway was no news from certain players, like nothing. And they were all linked to the aisles. And there was some rumors that they had basically already signed. Just they weren't being uh, announced yet because of cap and Lou not wanting to reveal his hand as to how much money they'd had to play with. Um, so by not announcing any of the deals. And I think that plays into some trade possibilities. Uh, if you're trying to make a trade happen, um, we have, about five guys that they're trying, he's trying to sign. Um, and that's three of them are your RFAs. You got uh, Elias Rokin, Anthony Bavillier, Adam Pellick. Those three RFAs have to be re-signed. There's all the intention to re-sign them. They cleared all the space out to make that happen. Um, Pellick, was, Pellick was the only one who's arbitration eligible, right? He's the or, only one that filed. Sorokin as well. Yeah, I think, I forget it. I think Bavillier and Sorokin might have, but they didn't file. I don't remember. Yeah, but I don't, I don't remember a lot of guys not filing in the past. Is that something new this year that they, well, they don't want not, to file? Why don't they want to file? So the thing is, if you may not file if you've already got a deal in place. Uh, if, there's the, if teams are close enough, they don't need to go to arbitration. So 26, I was reading 26 players last year filed for arbitration. Only one went through the whole process. So 25 right. other teams, all, 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 almost all the players basically settled with the teams before they got there. Yeah, but they simply settle within like 48 to 72 hours prior to their hearings anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Shesterkin was one of the only Rangers this year, and he didn't file for it, which I was kind of surprised by, which leads me to believe what you were saying before is that he's already got a deal in place. Right. So with um, Bavillier and Sorokin, it's probably – those guys are probably pretty – a little easier to make their deals. Um, And I think if it wasn't for all the crazy deals I'm sure we'll talk about soon – that, you know, Pellick may have not maybe filed, but to be honest, I don't blame him. And I don't think anybody would not blame him for the crazy money being thrown around at defensemen. 
right now. Have you seen so, the defenseman signing the past week? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so let me finish this thought, and then we'll get to that when you, when you guys are ready. But basically, two other guys, uh, Kisa Sizikis and Kyle Palmieri. Those two guys are UFAs, and there's been zero talk on them. They haven't talked. It doesn't sound like they talked to anybody else. Well, uh, not according he, to Elliot Friedman, though. According to Friedman, he did you see that number he threw out for Sizikis? Yes, yes. Sizikis, point five million dollars uh, a year. Said, uh, that's yeah, some dis- yeah, that's some hometown discount. He's an idiot. Yeah, well, the the two point five is a possibility, and that could happen. Maybe that's the deal. Maybe it's a longer deal. I, I hope it's not too long. I'm always nervous when we throw like five and six year deals at guys that are thirty. So we'll see how those deals end up playing out and see what kind of devil, uh, you know, is <laughs> kind of deal we have to make with the devil to basically get these kind of guys. New oh. Jersey Devils, or is that just well, the, the guy just down a, south? Just down south, I'm oh. saying. Because we got five guys we got to sign. We got about $18 million. I don't know if it's enough at the moment to make all that happen, um, especially if Sorokin – I'm Sorokin, um, uh, Pellick's uh, new uh, likely bigger contract because of everything around it, uh, him being signed. So those five guys, uh, I think a few of them may have deals in place already or close by. I think the big problem is trying to figure out the, the last piece, which is the, the, the spot left by Nick Letty. Um, that's a spot that there's been a lot of chatter that uh, essentially maybe he's been uh, Lou's been trying to find a, a trade partner to try and pick up a defenseman. There was we were linked to a bunch of other defensemen that all signed with other teams. Ryan Murphy was the last guy. He just signed for two million bucks for a year elsewhere. I uh, didn't catch the team. Um, Colorado. Colorado. Ryan, and Ryan Murray. Ryan Murray. Sorry. Ryan Murray. Yeah. And and. He, if he was, he went to Colorado, which is obviously a place he wants to try and win a cup at. So you got to figure out. Lou must have been on him, in on him too. But you know, if he picked, he picked Colorado. He picked Colorado. That's a, that's a great place to go. Not um, a bad place to go to try and win a cup. No, I got to tell you, Nick. it's not. It's not. <laughs> so, so that means I feel like it's a good chance that, that we're waiting for maybe a defenseman who's maybe at least trying to make happen, um, and then maybe even try and make you know move someone else like Komarov or you know maybe even Boychuk's contract. Um, there's a few teams with a lot of cap space still left. So he could be kind of talking to teams and maybe waiting them out. Sometimes we just, you know, maybe the talk is too much for a trade. And then as the season goes on or the offseason goes on, you know, might drop in price. So he's got time. And I think that's kind of the problem is he doesn't really need to announce anything until Pellick's uh, arbitration deal comes, uh, you know, um, case comes up. So whenever, I, forget, I don't remember the, the date. I, think I don't think they uh, got dates. Yet. I don't think they got dates did yet. They, did they not announce the dates? Yet? I thought I, I saw they s- got dates for. I think they just had the uh, for announcing. But you know, one one player in particular that's in trade rumors with the Islanders, which is in trade rumors with the Devils, and now for some reason the Rangers too, is Tarasenko. And you know, one of the holdups I think Lou is is having trouble with is he doesn't want to trade Anthony Bovillier. He doesn't want to trade that restricted free agent. There's I mean, there's no way we trade Bovillier for Tarasenko. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, Tarasenko makes way more money than Bavillier is making, uh, going to make even. His contract's not going to touch Tarasenko's average. Uh, he's way younger, less injured, um, fits the team perfectly. He's right. So why wouldn't bu- St. Louis want him? <laughs> best buds of Barzal. He's not going anywhere. Um, and also, like he's been linked in so many trade rumors because he's a good young player, and you know we only have a like a handful of those guys. Every team does. And they always show up in everyone's, you know, trade wants because they're like, well, they're going to eventually make a lot of money and then they're not as valuable to that team anymore because they're eating up a ton of cap space. But Bavilla hasn't hit that spot yet. He hasn't blown up 
And I think, I think we'll get him for another, you know, uh, whatever, 4 million bucks a year, probably for a few years. And then when that deal comes off and then when his, if he, if he continues his, you know, points ascent and, you know, eventually goes to UFA, sure. That then he's going to be no longer the same value to our team or, or anybody, but you know, that's just how it goes with young players that are, you know, cap have a good cap hit and are good, good and good and fast and young. So that's kind of the, the deal there. When it comes to I, Paul Mary, it just screams that he wants to play on the Island or nowhere else. There's no reason why he would sit around and risk not getting a deal. If Lou can't make this magic yeah. deal happen to let right. everything else fall in place. You have to I think, think there's a deal already done. I think it's done already for him and Tzizekas. I think those guys are pretty much, they're more valuable right. to the Island than anywhere else. But doesn't and, he have to clear out yeah. that space in order to get those deals done? Well, Boychuk's $6 million goes on LTIR at the beginning of the year. Yeah, um, and you could be 10% over the, the cap. Yeah. I think, I think that's 17 right now. Yeah, I don't know if that's good. Yeah, and they, and if the, but that's the ownership, seven, but Nick, that's that's yeah. 17 though. It doesn't include Boychuk's LTIR. Correct. So they got the Islanders surprisingly have a lot of cap space. They do, and they have flexibility to deal with that. I, I guess. I guess you can make that happen with the LTIR and be ten percent over, and then that kicks into the beginning of the season. I, mean, I at this, think at this point everybody's counting them as being on the Islanders. I don't think he. I don't think Lou's tricking yeah. anybody. They would have been signed. Point. No, they would have been signed to Carolina because apparently Carolina can only find former Rangers to sign nowadays. But yeah, they would. They would. Those two players definitely would have been signed. So we have to assume that their deals with the with the Icelanders are are done. I think they're close to be done if they're not already completely done. And they're just not announced because I think of what was going on with Pelic. And then potentially Tarasenko is a, is a good possibility. I, I don't know how much you have to give up or any team has to do for him. And I think that's going to be maybe the really interesting thing to watch. They obviously are going to trade him. He doesn't want to St. Louis there. is selling health. You know, they're selling yeah. minimum 30 goal score, um, healthy, you know, all those things. And, and that's the way they have to do it, right? They have has, to, just like Buffalo's doing with, right. with Eichel. Has right? he said, trade me before the season? Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. That's a good question. It, the, it sounded like, though, that they don't – there was no intention for him to come back. Okay. Based on what was going on. Because he, he could he, do he the same thing, know. like hopefully they're hoping that Eichel does. You know, get him on the ice, show that he's healthy, or show that he could still perform, and then trade higher than this yeah. injury-prone – player that you have on your hands right now look so far you know week into to free agency um i want to do kind of like a a, a winner mid mid-range and losers for right now for all of our teams nick i i started with you because you guys are the wild card i have no idea if, what what to grade you guys as of yet because you haven't done anything well anything that anybody has of the public has seen but the team that's been moving quite ambitiously and in my opinion out of all four of our teams thus far has won the offseason. That's something that you always want to do, but they have won the offseason, and that is the New Jersey Devils. Uh, with the acquisition of Graves, with the acquisition of Dougie Hamilton uh, on the back end, really bolstering their um, their defense core and getting very big. They got big quick. They got big on the back end quick, yeah. yes. Yeah. And even and, the re-signing of Siegenthal, he's a big body too. Mm-hmm. And then adding Bernier and Nett, Hopefully, if he shows up, unlike Crawford, decides he wants to play, unlike Crawford, actually makes it to the regular season, unlike Crawford, uh, that's definitely a very good 1A, 1B option. 
it seems the Devils are really, really right now, to me anyway, from what I'm reading on, on the Twitter while I'm on the shitter, is that Fitzgerald is looking for that scoring winger for someone to put well, on a wing. Let's just get back to let's goals. just get back to Hamilton for a second. Sure. Did they looking at these other defensemen that signed? Did they get a bargain? He was the prize <sighs> defense. He was the prize defensive player, and they got him for a half a million dollars less than both Seth Jones and Zach Wierenski signed for. Now, yeah, they're younger, but those dealers are about the same length in terms of contract length. So did they get a bargain? Well, Dougie Hamilton's played where? Boston, Calgary, Carolina? Yeah. I got to see, you know, I don't know what he did in Calgary. Um, but with on Boston and on, on Carolina, he played with really, really good lineups and really explosive dynamic forwards. Um, I don't know. I, I haven't really looked into is he, is Dougie he Hamilton. Not gonna play with, is he not going to play with those types of players in New Jersey? I mean – well, we don't, know, we don't know. We know what Jack Hughes. We don't know what Jack Hughes. Oh, sure we do. Sure we no, do. Look at what he, no how he played last season. No idea what Jack Hughes is yet. No idea. Look at how he. Well, look at look at the advancements from year one to year two. Is he going to regress in year three, or do you think he's going to play on par no, with at I, least I, what he I did think, this? If I he plays he at least as well as he played this year, he's going to have a good season. I I would tend to agree that his his bar is certainly on the rise for sure, for sure, no doubt. I think Hamilton's I mean, got a lot of tread on those tires. I think he's. I think he's. Yeah, I think they're going to get a good player for the contract. Even if he's a, he's a good player for only five of the seven years, those last two years, you know, you're going to have younger players come up. You know, we can bump him down in the lineup. You yeah, know, a Ty, by that time, a Ty Smith time might be a Dougie Hamilton in five years. Yeah, without but, the but, size. But but in five years, the cap is going to be who knows exactly. What. So, so you can bury him as a third line, you know, the way they're doing with PK this year. You know, PK is going to be a third pairing defenseman this year at nine million dollars. I don't understand why Carolina was trying to only offer him six point five. That was did just they, did they feel that that was the going rate for a Dougie Hamilton? Either that, or they just wanted. To, I, I don't. The fact that that number got out makes makes them look ridiculous. It kind of really does, which, you know, they were never in it with him. They were never in the running for for Dougie Hamilton last year at all. So just to get back to the needs, they still need a top six winger. They need a middle six winger or a middle or, or, or a third line center. And they need a seventh defenseman. Well, you know, seven seven defensemen you can find pretty much anywhere. Right. The the Um, third line center slash winger that they're looking at maybe Jesper Boquist. But you know, why this... would you be looking for a third line center? I think we discussed last week that your center stack is going to be wanna, Hughes, they Heischer, keep, Zaka. They want to keep Zaka on the wing of Heischer's line because they, they played well last year together. Heischer, okay. Brat, and Zaka played well last year together. So they want to keep him on the wing, I think. So that's why they're looking for that uh, third line center. Uh, a name that, that's floated out by a lot of Devils fans on the Twitter is uh, Tatar. That he would be a great fit on the wing with Hughes. If if they don't go the route of Tarasenko in a trade, Tatar is a free agent. Maybe they can get him on a make good, you know, a make good contract one or two years. He's still sitting out there. Where'd Detroit? Where'd Detroit trade him to last year? They, he didn't do too well there. It looks like he went to Montreal a while ago. Shit. <laughs> Wait, Detroit traded to Vegas and then he signed with Montreal. Bye-bye. Thirty. 30 points in 50 games, 61 points in 68 games, 
58 points in 80 games the last three years. Yeah. Going backwards. Yeah, but you know, he like I don't I don't know how much how much weight you can put in the past two years. If he could be a 20-30 guy on on the wing, that's not too bad. No, it's but not, is that the is that the guy you want in your first line though with Jack Hughes? Or would you rather the, you rather have the that time, time being? For the time being, sure. Until we see what if Holtz can make the team, if we until we see what some of these younger guys can do, a Nolan Foot, see what he can do. So who you know, played, really who just played need mostly, a holdover? Who played with Hughes last year? Was it Sharon Govich? Yes. All right. So Sharon Govich on one wing, and then you got Alexander Holtz on the other wing. I think that's more of the, the type of line that you want to see. But are they next year? Sharon Govich is defensive responsible, but Holtz really isn't that defensively responsible. So Great, so you have nice balance there. He might need he might need you know fifteen or twenty games down in in uh, in Utica to really get his feet wet. He played a little last year. Get him another fifteen to twenty games. Bring him up. Maybe he could play on the third line for a little while to really get adjusted to the speed of the game. And then back half of the season, maybe if he's playing well, you start to move him up the lineup. Yeah, but he should with Zaka and Tatar. I mean, it sounds better to me that 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 second line with those three. I would take yeah, a Hughes with Brett. I mean, I, I like Brett. I think he's a great player. I think he plays both ways. I think he's dynamic enough that he would fit in well on Hughes's line. Uh, again, for the short term. They are missing that dynamic winger, man. On a competitive team, Jesper Brad is a great third line player. Mm-hmm. No question about it. But they have the cap space to do something, you know, to really make, make, make some news here. It, um, it screams landing spot for Tarasenko. It, it re- and it, and it has I think since the beginning. Yeah, I, honestly, it's just a matter it, it of has. it's a matter of that price coming down from St. Louis. I mean, you know, you, we'll we'll take on the whole contract. You don't have to pay any of his contract, but don't expect anything quality in return. Right, and that's part of the deal. But if if Buffalo was offering you Skinner for half to three quarters of the contract, would you do it? With nothing going back or or minimal, you know, minor league going back. Well, that's not a trade then in your book. That's what, well, that's what I'm saying. A minor league player going back. Yeah, with with like a seventh rounder going back. How many how many years he got left? Um, yeah, that's quite, quite a few. That's tough. I mean, Tarasenko, it's one year. You know, if he's got five years left. No, Tarasenko's got two. Okay. Two at seven point five. Skinner's got one, two, three, four, five, six. No, no. Yes. Six no. more years. But at one seven nine million dollar cap hit, you're getting them at five to six and a half nah. and he's Still, 20 and he's 29 but that's gonna that 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 four or five six year is right when you're gonna have to bridge hughes yeah uh, have, like, you know sorry buffalo i tried to get rid of him for you you're fucked with him I'm he sure is the he sure is the only one that signed long term out of all the kids well for for now for now yeah yeah but that's what i'm saying you're you're putting that skinner deal right when those contracts are going to start to need to get doled out yeah, but as we've learned from Arizona, the Islanders, whoever, any contract is tradable. And you That's can get true. Rid of anything true. in this day and age in the NHL. So I don't know if that would, if that should scare you. At I all. heard, I heard Skinner was shopping for a house out in Arizona last week. <laughs> Shocking. Shocking. Well, I don't, I don't know if the Rangers made any blockbuster news. Um, Did the Rangers go with, for with a, from a team that needed grit? To a team that has nothing but grit? Well, no. I, uh, to, to be honest with you, I think they're a little bit more – well, they're certainly more balanced now. Certainly more balanced. 
They have exceptional talent on your top six, and they got a lot of grit and don't, moral. Don't you moral? need some scoring moral? out of the bottom moral? six, though? Don't you need some scoring out of the bottom six? Uh, sure, I, but I, I think they're going to get there. Um, I don't think they're going to get it from, like, Rooney or – or maybe Sammy Blaze, um, or even Ryan Reese. Give twenty. You're gonna have a Heedle. You're gonna have a Kreider. You're gonna have those type of guys that are in your third line too. So you're gonna intertwine these guys. And look, I, everybody is talking about Barkley Goudreau being on the third line. I gotta tell you something, people. Barkley Goudreau right now is gonna be with Strom and Panarin on that top line. I'm gonna tell you that right now, and it's gonna happen for at least this year, um, maybe into next year. You know why? Because those two guys can't play with anybody but a guy who can dump and chase and play the boards and be that type of player. They need that. When they tried Kako on that side, it just didn't work. When they tried another offensive player on that side, it didn't work. When they had Jesper Foss there and then they put Blackwell there, then you saw Panarin and Strom really insert their dynamic because they had that guy who can work the boards and get into the physical areas where they didn't have to go. So for anybody who's thinking – that um, that Goudreau is going to be on the third or fourth line. I got another story for you. Um, so a lot of those guys are definitely going to be intertwined in the lineup. And from whatever, everything we're hearing, Drury's not done. Uh, that's fine. Um, and I'm I'm just I'm I'm personally sick of the Eichel thing. I want it to go away. This is this is reminding me of Rick Nash uh, about five years ago. Um, where we eventually got him, but uh, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm so done with Jack Eichel. I hope they don't get him uh, and they stick with Strom next year. I'd be very, very happy with that. And, and even seeing what Heedle does because that the no contract in Los Angeles, that was fucking, that was crazy. That was nuts. It was five and a half, five and a half million dollars a year for your third line center over six years. What do you, good luck. Good luck, bro. Good luck. Kings. Oh boy, oh boy! But I look. I think the Rangers had a plan to to get a little tougher. Um, and somebody said this, and I, I I don't know who said it, but um, somebody was talking, and they were saying was it a, was it a good point or a dumb point? It was probably a little bit of both. Um, how Tom Wilson really changed the Rangers? It wasn't Tom Wilson, guys. It was the Islanders. The last couple of games against the Islanders late in the season. The Islanders just fucking manhandled the Rangers up and down the ice. And the Rangers didn't even belong on the same sheet of ice as the Islanders. That's what changed everybody's mind. Not Tom Wilson and all that other shit. Uh, Cause that stuff is just going to play itself out. Yeah. But uh, it's a tough team to play against and, and, and being in the, fuck, I, I, I can't stand this being in the same league as the Islanders. That's where they wanted to be. And I yeah, agree uh, with that statement wholeheartedly. Yeah, I was going to say the Isles uh, winning on, you know, in front of uh, the owner and basically making the Rangers not look like they're trying out there. <laughs> that's that's a that's a much bigger thing when your your rival makes you look like you don't want to play the game. I mean, that's that's not they weren't playing. They look they look too soft. Right. If that's if that's what the owner sees. That's more of a thing than than some like Tom Wilson, some annoying dirtbag in the NHL. I don't really buy into that, that whole argument either. Um, I think it's more of an accumulated thing than anything else. Uh, you didn't talk about uh, Georgiev, though. Um, well, and I, mean, his, I, wasn't, uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't done. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, he's he's only been talking for a half hour. He wasn't done. Mm. I was, Jesus Christ, I've been talking for five minutes. Oh, no, no, shit. it's good. It's fine. 
It's your podcast. Who cares? You're exactly right. So just shut up and listen. Uh, look, the other guys, uh, who knows? They're probably going to be trade bait. But I, I really like the moves. The Nemeth uh, move on defense, I think he's going to uh, fit nicely with um, with Lundquist, hoping hoping he makes the team. And then you you got a really good Hart, Hart, uh, Hartford team that's going to be uh, tough to play against, too. You know, Nick, going back to what you're saying, you know, when, when Steinbrenner, when, when George was still alive, in, even in spring training, if the Yankees lost to the Mets, he would lose his fucking mind. The owners sometimes are a little bit more um, psychotic than fans are. Uh, by the way, the Yankees are up nine nothing. Top of the top of the eighth. There's a, uh, there's a Tuesday uh, the Tuesday podcast. The Tuesday, the Tuesday, the Tuesday positive oh, vibes are back in effect. So the next three weeks, as Billy and I were talking before, it's going to be a very very telling tale of the New York Yankees. They might even miss the playoffs now. I think they drop right out of the wild card race because we're going to take some time off. <laughs> um, with so with regards to Georgiev, it was said that he wants to trade. He doesn't want to trade. He wants to be number one. Everybody, any goaltender in the NHL wants to be number one goaltender. Okay. Um, so Corey, Corey Crawford he, doesn't. Well, no, he definitely oh, does not. Corey Crawford. My well, really God. Your craw, huh? <laughs> There's a stick in your craw. I get that. That was a good one. Shesterkin is obviously your number one. He is uh, obviously going to get a bridge deal right now. They're saying somewhere in the $5.56 million range for the next five years, which I think is which I think is a pretty good deal uh, eat into some of those free agency years. But, I mean, I'm all right having Georgiev next year as your number two goaltender. And you trade him sometime during the season if you can't really trade him. I mean, who's looking for – is anybody looking for a number one goaltender right now? Uh, Penguins, but I'm not so sure that Georgiev uh, fits the bill. Car- Carolina? <laughs> well, yeah, Carolina, maybe. Buffalo? Philly. Arizona? Buffalo could use Philly, like four Philly is always looking for a goalie. Well, fuck yeah. the Flyers. Perpetually. Right. Perpetually. Fuck the Flyers. Fuck the, the Flyers. The Maple Leafs? Okay, so so there's, apparently there's a bunch of teams that could use the number one goaltender. Okay, that's fine. Um, but look, I'm, I'm still even good with going with Kincaid as your backup next year, too. So whatever happens with Georgiev, um, is fine, but I still think they're looking to package him up maybe with somebody else to get maybe a Tarasenko or an Eichel or, or somebody else like that. I just don't think it's going to be Carolina. Something just tells me. Well, look, I mean, you know, you, you look at that trade that sent Ronta to Arizona for the number seven pick that turned into uh, Leas Anderson and, uh, and a couple other guys, and Stepan was on that trade. They're, with, that, with the exception of Leas Anderson, they're all playing in Carolina right now. All of them, everybody that was part of that trade, that, that drafted trade is in Carolina. So look, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hate the offseason moves. Um, everybody has been killing Drury on these moves, and they think he overpaid for Goudreau. Um, they they don't like the Buchnevich trade. I uh, wasn't a big fan of it, but I didn't think Buchnevich fit in here anyway. Um, and I've gone, I've I've been saying that since the beginning of this podcast. I thought Buchnevich would have been traded at the deadline. He just was a player that didn't fit anymore on this team, and there was no more space for him. There's a not fit in, and then there's a trade him away for nothing in return. Well, look, you got a second a second round pick, and and a, a, a third to fourth line player, at best. I don't know. Do you think Buchnevich has more upside than what he showed last year? I, I would have thought first round pick. Maybe, maybe. 
I, I, I could I could have definitely seen that. Maybe it was a first round pick, but then they said, all right, we'll give you this player who's tough and likes to grind or who's just going to be a, a problem in the locker room. So here's the second. I, I, I'm, I'm kidding, of course, but I thought Buchnevich would have gone for a first on, at the deadline, uh, to be honest with you. That's my, that's my assessment of it. But again, he was, again, a player that was going to go. And if you're going to get Tarasenko anyway, why wouldn't you just make a deal with Buchnevich in there for Tarasenko? I don't, I don't really understand that. Um, but remains to be seen. Um, I don't think Drury's doing a, as bad a job as everybody else is saying. Um, but the return of Buchnevich could have been a little bit better. Sure. I give him that. But we don't, he's also not done. So we still certainly have to give him the benefit of the doubt. Moving on to, to teams that uh, really didn't have a lot of wiggle room, cap space, really anything to do. That's the Penguins. Billy, you got a, you got a, you got a really long list of recap I saw that, that you want to talk about. So, uh, so go ahead. Yeah, it was going to take like 23 seconds for me to go through what the Penguins have done so far and so too. Uh, yeah, most of the damage was done when they just let, you know, their, their two biggest minuses, of course, came in the expansion draft. One of them, they were trade to Toronto and, you know, he ended up in Seattle to uh, Jeremy Cam and Tanner. So they sort of move on. They, they lost those two uh, center Reisman. They signed two center Reisman in this uh, offseason through the agency. Uh, Danton Hainu from, from uh, Boston or, or, no, Anaheim, I think it was from. Uh, fourth line guy with not a whole lot going on, and, and uh, uh, Brock McGinn from Carolina, who's really supposed to be more of the Tanner replacement, costs uh, about three quarters of a million less than Tanner's. Um, uh, is really kind of supposed to plug in to, to his role pretty exactly, just just like Tanner, only just not quite this. Um, so uh. They've got that, and they've, and they've also lost um, their defenseman, uh, Cody Cece, who was kind of a questionable signing going into last season. A lot of fans didn't like it, but uh, Cece played really well for them. And uh, now he's out, and uh, Freddie Goudreau, who came in and was an outstanding penalty killer um, when uh, the Penguins went through like a rash of injuries last season at forward. He stepped up and was very, very effective. He's, he's gone as well. So um, they've lost... The, those four guys that they've lost are all some of the better penalty killers on a penalty killing unit that wasn't very good overall last season. So where are they going to kind of regroup for, for penalty killers? That's a, that's a good question. They've got a uh, little less than 2 million left in cap space and they still need a, they only have seven defensemen signed over, you know, total. They do need another defenseman, preferably a, a writing like everybody in the league needs. Um, and, uh, and, and don't know what they're going to afford there. They're, they're still trying to move Marcus Pedersen or um, uh, um, either you know one of the, one of those guys to has a little bit of a salary dump. If they do move one of them, maybe they get one of those role players back. But that would be, be more of a situation of is, is anybody actually going to take on their whole salaries? Um, it, it's it could be another one of those deals for nothing. I think uh, in the end, if, if, uh, I'll stop to pull it off just so that they can. We'll see where that goes. Um, but no big news there. They're definitely a worse team now than they were when the season ended. And uh, I, I, it's not an improvement. That's all I can really say. They signed Raheem Zahorna, right? Raheem Zahorna from the Czech Republic. What the hell is yes, his yes, name? They did. Raheem Zahorna. Yes, they, they did sign a two year deal. Yeah. Uh, two way deal. Raheem Zahorna from the Czech Republic. 
Where is he from? Uh, likely would start in Mars. The, the Czech Republic. Radim Zahorna from the Czech Republic. So there's a lot more going on in free agency. Um, there's a lot more to the offseason, but these are now dog days of summer. These are the, the kind of the end of August and uh, leading into the beginning of September. I think we'll see a little bit more action go pick up again before we get to training camp. And it's going to be a really... <laughs> really dull next three weeks which is why we are taking off for the next three weeks but before we do that we have a little bit of uh of fun to get to and we're going to start i think with uh, a little trivia you want to do a little trivia we'll do a little trivia i'm going to get my intro no but you know the, the dummy who's trying to do the intro is muted the dummy was just uh, and uh, but no one could hear him Ugh. you want to try again steve with a v go it's time for trivia with Bill. Yeah. All right, let's get to trivia. All right. So, back in 1992. Well, just hold on before you do this, and I and you know you guys love when I interrupt you. Um, you don't have the cards, right? These are these are not cards. This is just a trivia question that you've come with on your own. Yeah, I didn't I didn't remember to bring cards with me to the arena, so. Uh... Yeah, would have been hard. Would have been hard to carry that one card with you. No, wasn't a thing that was difficult. It's just that I'm absent-minded. I'm not. I'm not very good at remembering. So thank you for pointing that out. You're welcome. Uh, Yeah. So so when I got here, I just looked up a trivia question because you can do that on the internet. It's all all sorts of things are available on the internet. I don't Uh, think it's going to ever catch on, Billy. But go ahead. So anyway, I found this one on the internet. So back we're talking off season. Back in 1992 offseason, there is a goaltender who was traded three times, twice for the same player. And this one's got all sorts of little likes to a little fun little tidbit. So, but can you name either the either of the players that were traded for? What was the year again? What, what year? 1992 offseason. The 92 offseason, off so it was going into 92-93? Uh, yes. That, that okay. The 92 offseason. Yeah, I would have to say that. That's what that is. Same player was traded three times in the offseason. Yep. And, and twice it was for the and twice it was for the same guy. God, I want to say like John Van Viesbrook. I was thinking Hextall for some reason, but I don't think I, he was traded that many times. I was thinking Curtis Joseph. Maybe. Any of those three? None of those three. None of those three. A little bit more obscure. Not obscure at all. Glenn Healy. No, he was on the cover of. uh... (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he was, Bill. Um, Corey Hirsch. Corey Hirsch, no. No, Sean Burke. No, not Sean Burke. Chris Terreri. I could could offer a a hint. No, I don't think it wasn't Terreri. Terreri was there when Chris was there. Later, yeah, yeah. It's wrong. The team that he ended up with after all the trades was the Winnipeg Jets. It's still pretty Oh, like Ken Shevel Bay or something? No, not more than that. Well, the, okay, well then, Nikolai Habibulin. That's incorrect. Okay. Good guess. It's a good guess. Um, he ended up on the Jets. The J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets? No, you said Winnipeg. 
Yeah, yeah, thank you. So here's another hint. He also started the offseason with the Jets. Hey, stop. Stop cheating. Stop cheating. What? Who's they're cheating? cheating? Look, they're cheating. They have their pose I'm out. Not, I'm Who's not looking at anyone. You're not looking at anyone. Get the hell out of here. I think I was born yesterday. Who's cheating? I'm, I'm looking at something different. I'm not looking it up. I have no idea. Who's cheating? You. Um. Let's see. Is it? Uh, is his first name Bob? No, his first name's not Bob. Uh, he doesn't uh, spell his first name with a V either. It's with a PH. Was it Rick Tabaracci? Uh, no, PH in Rick. No PH in Rick. Sure, why not? Stephen Stefan. Stefan. But he didn't. End, he Stephane, wasn't a goaltender. First name. Stefan. Matteau? Not a goaltender. <laughs> sure, he could have been. <laughs> I don't know, man. Valaket? No way. <laughs> no, not Valaket. Well, Billy, I'm looking at the Winnipeg Jets roster from 92-93. There's no Steven as a goaltender. Dummy. Stefan. <laughs> There's not a Stefan either. Well, he might have been relegated to the minors. Burrogard? That's the guy. Stefan right. Beauregard. Beauregard. Never so guess that. Really the, years. That's obscure, but the, the Hey, Tom, look up 91-92 Winnipeg Jets. I, I just did that and see him on the on the on the rooster. So apparently the yeah. year was wrong. Yeah, he no, played 26 games, went six and eight. That guy. Yeah. And in the 92 offseason, he was traded to the Chicago Blackhawks for Christian Rucci. Then uh, from the from the Jets to the Blackhawks for Christian Rucci. Then the, the Blackhawks flipped Beauregard, sent him to Buffalo for guess who? No, he went to. I'm screwing this up now. Jesus fucking. Now the right, Jets. Billy. The Jesus Jets made a God heaven. The Jets traded him. The Jets traded him to Buffalo for Christian Rucci. Then the Sabers flipped Beauregard <sighs> to Chicago for guess who? James That's Patrick. <laughs> Bobby Orr. Beauregard to Chicago for Dominic Hoshik. Uh, Dominic Hoshik. Wow. Okay. And then the Blackhawks Black Beauregard back to Winnipeg for the same guy. Well, there you go. Only one player that was important out of the whole trade tree. <clears throat> yep. True. But you thought this was important enough to use as a trivia question. <laughs> <laughs> trivia by, by definition is is not important. It's trivial. It's, it's not an important. You're, you're right. This entire segment is trivial. You're right. That's you're exactly right. <laughs> but do you know who they drafted in the second round, in the ninth round that year? Nikolai Habibulin. Ah, so see, I was right. Ties right back in. And this ah. is funny because this says the ninety, the ninety-two, ninety-three season. Is that what you said? Is that what he said? Well, that was the following season after the after the offseason. Yeah, I'm dumber now. I have no idea. So this says that they they traded Beauregard to the Flyers in '92. Yes, he was on a move again after a couple of games, and then he went back to the Jets again later. So he was just all over the place. This guy didn't play a whole lot in that show, but yeah, he got traded a lot. NHL totals 90 games. He expected us. He expected us to know stats about a guy, uh, the the historical trade. 
No, I mean, yeah, yeah I, uh, no, that we that was that was. Now that, that was I mean, no nice wonder the Winnipeg Jets went nowhere for. Now that that shit's over, Jesus, wait, hold on, just, we, 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 we're starting season two tonight, guys. We gotta come with our fucking A game, and this is what you come with. This, this is my A game. Oh, Jesus, I fucked up where he got traded the first time because it's hard to follow three teams, three teams, three guys, three different trades. Now yeah. that that shit's over with, let's move on to impressions with Nick. All right. <laughs> well, I'm just fucking disappointed. No one's taking their shirt off today. By the way, yeah, but go no. ahead. Not the time. So, I'm in trouble. Right, hold on. No, not Cornholio, Steve. Oh, Jesus. Just for those of you who are sitting at home curious as to what's going on, we are preparing for impressions with Nick. Going to be an Australian friggin' Chinaman, probably. I don't know. It's fucking great. <laughs> ah, there we go. All right, you guys ready? We've been on the edge of our seats. Uh-oh. Hold on. That's not loud enough. No, don't wake up the kids. All right, this might be too loud. Let's see. Oh, no, it's good. All right, you ready? Yeah. Here you go. Anthony, I'm making off for your carrot juice. That guy, he's a bum. All right, there it is. It's a really simple one this time, boys. Not a really complicated thing here. It's a little more visual this time. <laughs> I'm gonna say Neil Smith. I'm gonna go with Mike oh, Milbury. I'm gonna say uh, Alex Trebek. <laughs> Oh, too soon. Oh, he's too dead. Soon. Can't oh. say. He did. He was a hockey fan, so that's actually was, a possibility. Yeah, he was. But he he announced the Ottawa Senators' first round pick in like a couple years ago. Last year, last year, before the yeah. There you go. Now, was now we'll never know. Wasn't him. Where, where do you go? Oh, I hear him. Never know. I'm here. I'm here. Oh, I'm just grabbing. Um, I'm grabbing more tea. So it's probably a general manager, right? Well, we got, a, we got a Neil Smith guess, and we got a Mike Milbury guess. Those are your guesses? Mike Milbury? Uh, Darren Pang. Pang he got a GM? He was an assistant GM somewhere. He was. Was he? Yeah. Yeah, so was Stefan Beauregard. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, um, Lou Amarillo. Fletcher. Bill's the winner. Bill's the win. Oh, Bill's the winner. Oh. Bill is a wiener. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Bill's gotten one of these before. He did. He I've did. never guessed anything right ever. You remember that one <laughs> thing where I got like fourteen out of fourteen wrong? Yeah, I was gonna say it was amazing. Yes. That was amazing. Like, I'm, like it's like you went down the line or like C every time, and you got all of them wrong. <laughs> like statistically, it's not even possible. I know. Not my finest hour. That was when I was not on my A game. Mm. Right. 
Okay, and lastly, now for important matters around the sporting world, here is Stephen with a V. This wasn't on the agenda, was it? Uh, in important matters with the V, it's on the agenda. With a V. So with my important v. matter with, with, tonight with deals with the Olympics. Wait, did, did we do that? The horse should get the gold medal in horse dancing, not the rider. Thank you. I think we, we all agree with that. We absolutely think we all agree with that. We all agree with that. Um, thank you for that, Stephen. That was, that, was, that was wonderful. All right, we are going to cut our podcast off there. Um, thank you for listening to season two. We will be back on what are we the 31st the last day of august yes in the year of our lord 2021 with a continuation of season two of the friends and rivals podcast we want to thank you again for listening to all 30 the uh, episodes 36 36 this was 36 episode 36. So 36 straight weeks we did this and we enjoyed doing it every single week whether we were on location or whether we were in our home studios and i use that term very loosely um, so at the, when you're on Twitter, uh, don't forget to uh, check us out at, at friends underscore rivals, Facebook, uh, friends and rivals podcast. Um, we're not doing I, YouTube. I heard, I heard the, uh, I heard the marketing team has exciting things planned for season two. I, I, I can't wait to hear it Ooh. in the marketing meeting on the 30th of August. Uh, subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts on Spotify, Apple podcasts. When you're on there, leave us a rating and a review. We will read it on the air. That'll do it for, for our show. See you in three weeks. Billy, say something witty. Well, since this is our last uh, podcast for a little while, and, and I kind of feel for our listeners who are going to be without our wisdom for, for a bit, I, I do just want to remind them that through these tough times, through the pandemic and the Delta variant and all this awful stuff, that we are still with you. And I just want to give you this. When you walk through a storm, hold your head up high. And don't be afraid of the dark. You say that when people are going to miss our words end of wisdom, of Jesus the Christ, storm, just Billy sing us out, please. Just, just shut up. Sky.